0: Hey, you know who's not the very best right now?
1: Um, I'm going to take Nintendo for 300 David.
0: You would be correct. Yay, what do I win? Um, you win the chance to spend more money to pay for features that should have been in a game on release. Wow. Wait a second. What year is it? Is it I 2009? I, I don't know. Who Are we back to the season pass?
1: did ea just take over the rights to pokemon
0: i <laughs> i think nintendo took a page out of ea's book they were like walking down the street and found like a a, a dirty old run down notebook and and it uh all they could find in it that was le, le-, le- eligible <laughs> was uh charge money release half broken games
1: do you, do you think they were just sitting there one day and they're like we really gotta include Squirtle and Bulbasaur in this game. But we gotta edit their appearance, that's gonna take some time. Now how can we charge people for them? Hey, call Rick at EA and just uh, just give him a quick uh, message and see if uh, he knows a good way to give away these Pokemon without uh, without making people buy a whole game but also without making sure they spend just a little bit of cash at a time. Do you think that's how that went down? Like, Could you imagine a loot box for Pokemon? You they, spend you spend five dollars and you get a random six team.
0: That'd be awful. Don't give them any ideas.
1: Well, we've given Nintendo all of our other deal ideas, so yeah.
0: Um, you know what the thing is? So, so for anyone who hasn't uh, hasn't heard, Nintendo had a their their most recent Nintendo Direct was just uh, all like Pokemon, Poke- Pokemon stuff, and they've pretty much announced. Uh, a new Pokemon game, which is uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX. So it's just another remake.
1: Let's go over that one first.
0: And, and Well, I'm going to summarize everything. Okay, so yeah. uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX, a remake of... What was that? The game uh, that was for DS? I think so. And then uh, Season Pass DLC package for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yay. For Oh, and it's 30 bucks too.
1: That's not even confirmed in Canada.
0: Thirty dollars US, twenty nine ninety
1: nine. I thought it was thirty nine or twenty nine pounds. It wasn't even like I think oh, I thought maybe. all the prices were only UK.
0: Oh, maybe I'm not sure. But Nintendo is known for having the same, even though the exchange is not correct. They've been uh, known to have the same price point across the board. You know what I mean? Like twenty nine ninety nine US Canadian and British pound euro whatever it is you know and and I guess if they do that even though they might be losing out on the exchange for some areas they'd make it up on others
1: but still it's money that they know people will spend yeah like now, now the total investment into a Pokemon game in Canadian dollars starts at $79 and we're assuming the expansion is going to be about 45. So you're looking at like $120 for a game that should have just had all that content com- like added to it anyways. Yeah. Yeah, they're adding a um they they're adding an extra like island and you can like use everything that you already have. But come on. Why didn't you just include this in the game? You knew people were pissed off the moment you announced that like or actually it wasn't even the moment They tell us at E3 that a new game is coming out. Everybody's, like, pumped. Like, oh, my God, it comes out in November. People are screaming and jumping off buildings. They're so happy. And then in October, they're like, oh, by the way, the Pokedex is actually shortened. We're not allowing you to have a lot of Pokemon. Uh, This is to really not cheapen the experience of the game. Plus, we didn't really want to create new Pokemon.
0: But they uh, Reanimate them. When they made Pokemon, I think it was uh, X and Y, they redid all of the all of the pokemon in the 3d animated or like the 3d styles and animated them all and they apparently designed them in high polygon counts for to like to future proof them so they have all the models they have everything animated they're just lazy
1: it's just it's absurd to think that we're in a situation now where you know Like when's this expansion come out? uh, I wanna say May? The hell.
0: I think you can pre-purchase it.
1: But you don't get anything for that.
0: Um But then on top of that, in in order to in order to get all of the So they've added Pokemon in. I guess there's gonna be a bunch of free free updates that add more Pokemon into the game. But then with all of this, it allows you to, uh, I I think it's like adding features or whatever that's gonna connect with Pokemon Home, which uh, comes out in the next uh, few months. I think it's like February or March. So in order to get your past Pokemon from previous games into Pokemon Sword and Shield, You have to have a Pokemon home subscription, uh, which will probably be like five or six bucks a month just to get your Pokemon from past generations in. And it will only work if the Pokemon, what was it? It was like they have to be in the game and potentially catchable for you to be able to use them. Uh, put them into the game so like they might have certain pokemon as uh like npc kind of characters you know like background stuff but if it's not if it doesn't show up in the game as a pokemon that you can catch you can't import it it's, what is uh, nintendo doing with this franchise
1: i i think they're using it to just kind of do whatever they want like the titles are the isles of armor and the crown of tundra which a uh, surprise, surprise, there's two new legendaries that you have to go seek out. So there's already that to begin with. They've um they've also announced that they're gonna re-release a Moltres, Zapdos, and Articuno, but Galarian forms. Um there's two new region type Pokemons unannounced. Um they are bringing are er, I don't even know these names. Cubfu, Urshifu, I think they're also I think that the dog's from this game's and Calrex. Also, there's going to be a Gigantamax Blastoise, and actually, the the Venusaur looks pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a big hat.
0: So, in order to get the new Pokemon that, or I guess it's old Pokemon, um, in to your Sword and Shield copy, you have to have the season pass because it adds like each of these two regions. Add the old Pokemon back in. Which is... That stuff should be added. That should be free. You know what I mean? Like, add the content. Sure, like, make the legendary Pokemons, like, for the specific region um, part of the DLC. Uh, Story, world, all that stuff. But don't be... Again, don't be limiting the Pokemon that you can catch to having to buy the expansion. It just doesn't... Well, it, it makes sense from a we-want-more-money point of view. But uh, it's... I don't know. That's not what the Pokemon games have ever been.
1: Here's just a, a small list, okay? I'm just going to read you a list of some Pokemon. And then I'm going to read you the line underneath this list. Ready? Ready. Venusaur, Blastoise, uh, Registeel, Aurorus, Celo, Garchamp... Kingdra, Nidorino, Chansey, Electkid, Crobat, Mewtwo, Kyogre, uh, Kyogre Gruden, Zekrom, and Reshiram. What do all those Pokemon have in common?
0: Uh, they are all Gen 1 Pokemon.
1: Gen 1 through 3? 3, something like have, that, yeah. Or I guess Grodin and Kyogre are 4. They're only listing the evolved forms of Pokemon because these are the Pokemon that were the most listed as ones that you wanted as a gigantic Pokemon, okay? These are only available if you buy the expansion pack. A lot of those ones are pretty good. Like, and a bunch of those you already saw in the trailers when the game was originally announced. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos for to Nintendo for releasing uh, a sloppy iteration of the game to begin with. But also using all these Pokemon inside your commercials... Cause you knew, you knew, you always knew, bastards.
0: They yeah like that and and that's the thing is, is and I had this feeling to begin with once we learned that there was all of these Pokemon that weren't in the game um, right from the, right from the beginning, I had a feeling that they were going to release them as a paid DLC or some something because it it works on that system I guess like. Their their online store infrastructure is more accessible than it was like on the Switch than it was like on the 3DS um, or the yeah the 3DS or the DS right like so it's easy now for them to market and sell a season pass for this game
1: yeah
0: um, yeah that that was their plan all along. And uh, you know what? Honestly, it's one of those things. Like season passes don't really go on sale. Um, I think the one for uh, Breath of the Wild, I've seen it go on sale like once or twice, maybe. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm just gonna have to wait for the game to go on a, a deep, deep discount so that I'm not having to pay almost you know like 120 bucks just to have a game that sh- should have been released as a whole do you, you know think I
1: mean? nintendo got a little too confident with their dlc with the success of smash brothers because smash brothers the the way their dlc format is it's brilliant you get a few new fighters you get a new map every once in a while it's great do yeah, you think, and and do you the think thing is, just developed like this overconfidence because they're like, guys, it worked this one time. I think we could do it again.
0: But see, I think it worked for Smash because they released it at um, it's kind very of stepped. Yeah, like in not all at once, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of gave everyone something to look forward to when uh, so the new DLC launched everyone got that access to that new character. And then there was like a mystery behind what, like what the next one was going to be. But then it gave people that little trickle of content over an extended period of time. Whereas the game itself, before um, they had to re- like, before they release all the DLC and stuff like that, the game itself isn't like, it's a complete game, right? Like obviously there's, that's the kind of game where, People will want specific fighters, and if they weren't in it, they'd be disappointed. But the game isn't missing things that were part of the entire series beforehand. Whereas with the new Pokemon, they cut out a huge chunk of the games that were prior in the series, and now they're reselling them at half the price of the, a new game. Do you think and, the, and the thing is sorry, and the thing is is it's gonna sell. People are gonna buy it because people like Pokemon, right? Like
1: that that's where I think Nintendo might also have everybody by the balls one more time. Because you wanna bet there's a second expansion that comes out. I have this weird feeling. Like you can allow you could put this entire Pokedex into this game and keep this game relatively fresh for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Now that um, now that you've done this, you've unlocked a new level, there is some online interaction to the game, not much. Um, but when you when you look at how like how the roadmap started, the game came out in November, and there's already an expansion pack coming out in June. I bet you there's another one around Christmas.
0: Yeah, probably. I think they're gonna keep milking this game. Uh, with more expansion packs until either they've added all of the Pokemon back in so that they can be like, hey, look at we we added all the Pokemon that you guys wanted. It was Do
1: you wanna see, see nine hundred Pokemon in a game, but only the same eight ones will chase you around?
0: That's what I love. See like, the same eight Pokemon over and over again.
1: I've been taking my time. Like I'm not searching for the word. I'm not I'm not um I'm not rushing through the game by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm also not trying to savor it. Mm. I'm just trying to like play it but be very selective with how I play. I also hate the camera in the game. It's so frustrating. Like you're running, you can't really walk around and look for things. It's just the camera lets you see what you like what it wants you to see and nothing else. Right. Which is it's frustrating. Like I want to be able to either have the completely restricted top-down view that I always had in regular Pokemon. <laughs> Or I want to be able to turn around and look at everything around me that's not in... Like, if I'm not in the wild area, it doesn't give me that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, you've made a beautiful-looking map. I just left... I can't even remember the cities because I'm not paying attention. But I just left, like, the second city's gym. I started walking down, like, this path. And you just see, like, mountains and stuff and, like, farms. You're like, wow, this looks great. Can I touch it? No. Can I do anything with it? No. Kind of reminds me of... um this is going to be a stretch on the abilities of the graphics and all, but do you remember games like True Crime the Streets of L.A.? Or, like, some of the original Grand Theft Auto's that you couldn't do anything, but all the buildings looked like you could walk into them? Yeah. That's exactly what Pokemon is. There's, like, five openings in the entire city, and the game gets mad at you if you don't do things a certain way. Like, you're just forced to do things a certain way.
0: Well, like, um... The, they... They built the game from from what I feel. They built the game using the same kind of uh, mechanics as they did for the three D S, and it worked on a handheld, right? Because that was the style. But now you're playing the game with a console or a system that has dual joysticks. You're trying to make it, and they market it as a open world ish, three D, fully three D um, adventure game, but then they have a fixed camera mode or like a fixed camera. So then that makes it more of a handheld style. And it takes like, and like you said, it takes away from the ability and the freedom to explore the world that they've created. I feel like this is, this is their growing pains for this, for the switch. Um, how many how many Pokemon games generally come out on a on a system? Well, if you were like, looking
1: at the the DS line, all of them.
0: Well, like I I mean like so there is the DS and then there's the 3DS. So the DS had like um up until Black and White, Black and White 2 were the last ones I think. Right? So there's like Soul Silver, mm-hmm. Heart Gold, um uh, Black and White. Uh so what that's like Oh, and then they had, like... Yeah, that. So that's, what, three generations? Two?
1: Yeah. And
0: then 3DS had, like, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, which was a remake of the Ruby Sapphire. And then Y, X and Y, um, Sun and Moon. So three generations, three or four. So, historically speaking, we could see, we could expect at least minimum two core Pokemon games. Um, I guess we could say three because potentially there's two. Like, If you look at um, Let's Go uh, Pikachu and Eevee, you could consider those as core Pokemon games.
1: So then, the third game. So what do you think is most likely then? Uh, Second expansion, after the first expansion has been released. Or... A silver gold let's go style Pokemon
0: I would be super mad if they released those as a let's go style you know yeah. what if they were to release a like a silver <coughs> man you know what they should do
1: what, what Nintendo
0: take do? note they should just release a cartridge with all of the previous Pokemon games on it, like the game boy ones like red, blue, yellow for how much? You Uh, already
1: got yellow with Let's Go, because that's exactly what that game
0: is. Oh, that's true. But I mean, like, the original, like, style, right? So, like, do the Game Boy ones, like Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Like the Mega Man X collections, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, okay.
0: They could do a collection with, like, the original Game Boy games. They could do one with the Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance or whatever. They could uh, work and put some more money into bringing the, uh, the DS ones onto the Switch. You know what? I would pay like forty bucks for a collection of those games. Forty or fifty bucks. If they weren't broken.
1: For two games.
0: No 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 no. I mean like so if they were to release red, blue, yellow. And that's let's, let's add like what yeah, uh, I think Pokemon the- like the color. So like crystal Silver, Chris, and Chris, Silver and Gold Silver first. and Gold. Yeah, there you go. So those ones have like the Game Boy the OG collection like 50 bucks. That's like 10 bucks a game. That's Actually,
1: Silver and Gold were the first ones on Advance, weren't they? I don't I don't think so. Nope, they were the bigger cartridge. You're right, you're right. Crystal um oh, was it Pokémon Crystal? Crystal was the first Fire one. Fire Red and Leaf Green were the Yeah, Um, Crystal was the first
0: one that um, had the day-night cycle. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah.
1: And, like, to be honest with you, while we're still just bitching about Pokemon, do you think the nostalgia factor is what also hurt Pokemon a little bit? Because, like, playing on the DS screen is great, but it doesn't feel like a Pokemon game, you know? Like, you don't have that, like, the clunky text box when you hit a... And it like makes that little chime every time you do it. Like I'm sure they could have added all that crap to the game, but it just doesn't feel like your two by two screen. It's just it's very different. You're not you're not forced to. I don't know. Like I sunk hours into Pokemon without even thinking about it, and now I and barely and you put used your imagination,
0: right? Like you saw all of this stuff, and and it was it was.
1: Yeah, like the Pokémon didn't cool move because like-
0: yeah, but you you could see that all, right? So it allowed you to get use your imagination and become part of the game. And I remember playing I remember playing Pokémon Blue and playing that for hours in my room and I just felt like I was in the world. But now with all the, like the new one, there's no real room for imagination. Because
1: the world, the world is too different. Like I don't really want to have to feed my Pokemon all the time. If I if I if I want to feed an, a pet, like I'll get a pet, you know.
0: Yeah, that was the one thing that I didn't like about them adding to the Pokemon games is, you know, like the uh,
1: the berry element and like
0: yeah, and taking care of them and getting like increasing your relationships with them and all this stuff. It just like. I just want to play a game where I have to fight these Pokemon and be the very best.
1: And when they when they die, you just take them to the Pokemon Center, and it's good. Yeah. But, like, it's not even, like, you remember how, how hard it was to, like, build your guys? So, like, you would, you would start a game, and you'd be like, okay, these are the Pokemons I want to get. And then you get, like, you catch that Caterpie or you catch the Weedle at the beginning of the game, depending on which version you had. But you knew it wasn't strong enough. So you'd let your starter go out. Take the first shot. Then you'd switch your Pokemon to go to your Weedle. Or you'd let your Weedle start. And then you'd switch your Pokemon right away just so he would get experience. Now mm-hmm. everybody gets experience.
0: Yeah.
1: I literally just grew a Gyarados without trying. Never never played that Magikarp once.
0: Yeah, and that was the thing. It's like you get... I, I remember... Yeah, having to do that, catch, catch a Magikarp, and always,
1: You'd always have like to
0: have him in the yeah. the beginning. Or you know, you, uh, y- you, I would take some of my like Pokemon that I caught like early on, later on into the game, and that's how you do them. You just fight like high level monsters, and have a, a a level two Pokemon that you caught like in the first town, and then he gains like fifty levels in one go.
1: And you're just like, wow, I'm awesome. This yeah. is great. It's it's very different. Like I remember when they introduced like EXP share, and you actually had to like give that to a Pokemon to hold.
0: Yes, in Soul, like in Gold and Silver, you still have to get an item that allowed a single Pokemon to to share experience. But then I think later on they added it so that it was all of them. And then I remember playing. Uh, sun and moon and yeah it was just like oh here's your item you, you get it like right at the beginning you, know, you can share every, every pokemon in your party shares experience wasn't and like, sun and
1: moon I, you had to beat it or no x and y you got it after like the first or second gym
0: yeah and i get it it's it's a quality of life feature it does make the grind substantially less but it also takes away some of the Magic that made training your Pokemon and getting to be the very best.
1: You 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 say the grind, but there is no grind grind anymore. The game is designed to be easy for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like shit, have a hard mode in the game where you can't use the share. You actually have to like fight every battle. The AI is smart and it's adaptive. That's that's too much to ask for. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So, that's our, um, I would say, our anger levels towards the the Shield and Sword updates. I feel no ways, really, about Pokemon Home, because I'm pretty sure it's just going to be like Pokemon Bank, an absolute disaster.
0: Yeah, and and really, the only reason for having and subscribing to Pokemon Home would be to get your Pokemon from previous games into Sword and Shield. And
1: then finally... Um, With the Master Dungeon remake, it looked pretty good. Like, I mean, it probably has no story whatsoever, but the game looked a lot different. It looked very crisp. I like the animation style of that, too. Yeah,
0: it it looks more of like a a hand-drawn kind of art style as well.
1: Kind of reminded me of Cell Damage a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like that very cool, stylized, cartoony, but not cartoony type of view.
0: Yeah. There is a uh, a demo out for that one as well.
1: Can't wait to see what that one's actually worth.
0: It'll it'll be a full price game.
1: And you know Nintendo, unless the game sucks, it'll never drop in price.
0: Uh yeah, well this was you know two thousand and nineteen was the year of the thirty uh, percent discount at Christmas time. Oh wait.
1: That's every year. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're still releasing like fifty nine ninety nine games. At the time of recording this, I'm getting incredibly depressed because the Maple Leafs are down 7-1. Just so you guys know. That's, but that's
0: normal. You should be used to that.
1: Yeah, they're not this bad. This is bad. But, um, yeah, so Nintendo, you have us beat. You have us beat. Yeah, not like Netflix, though. Netflix is uh, it's also the gift that keeps on giving, right? You give them $15, they give you good content. You don't give them fifteen dollars. They tell you your Netflix account is suspended, or <laughs> or you, are you speaking you from forget, experience? Yeah, or you forget that you haven't paid for Netflix, and your sister messages you saying, "Hi, hey, why is Netflix down?"
0: Oh, so your sister's a leech of your Netflix, huh? Yeah, yeah,
1: that's okay though. So uh, you uh, were telling me you were watching a show, right?
0: Yeah. So there's a new one uh, that has come out this year. 2020, Dracula.
1: Dr. Dracula?
0: I think it's just Dracula.
1: Oh, so it's not a show about a guy named Dr. Dracula?
0: No, not... What?
1: I'm just out here to confuse.
0: Yeah, you are. Um, No, it's about Dracula, Count Dracula. Uh, It's a three-part series done by the BBC in association with Netflix, so you know that it's going to be pretty good. I guess it's um, potentially by bunch of the people that did the sherlock show if you guys if you've seen that mm-hmm. um it is it is great it is so each episode's like an hour and a half so they're like the length of a movie so you have uh what four and a half hours of total content in three episodes uh it is i don't, I don't know so it's it's scary in the sense that it's dracula they don't hold back on any of like the gore and stuff like that but it's not like overly gory like some horror movies do right like it's you know everyone knows dracula he drinks blood so when he kills people there's that blood but it's not like well there actually you know there's some pretty pretty crazy gory things in there but what i'm saying is i was actually surprised it is so good i have one episode left to watch the last the end of the second episode by the end of that i was in complete shock and awe with what had happened in that episode that i was at a loss for words and that hasn't happened very often
1: yeah i've, I've never actually heard you be quiet about things
0: yes uh. so so uh I, I wonder if this is kind of if, if we're going to get more content like this so shorter series but with much more in-depth stories, with higher production values, and I'm not saying that like the Netflix originals and the specials don't have high production values. But I think uh, when you do, when they do things like these limited series, like the, the short, like eight-episode series or or whatnot, they they have their story and they have to drag it out into three episodes, or or sorry, uh, eight episodes, or nine or ten, right? Yeah, but in this it's limited to three, so they have to have and each, each story, or each episode, pretty much like they kind of end on somewhat of a cliffhanger because it has to connect to the next one, obviously, but they feel like they're their own story as well. So I'm hoping that this is kind of. Um, uh, Netflix's response to Disney Plus and how, uh, how they've been having their lots of <coughs> um, you know viewers going over there because Disney Plus has a lot of content now that they took from Netflix, right? All the Star Wars, all the Marvel, all the everything else, Fox stuff, blah, 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 blah.
1: And they don't even have the full Fox catalog over yet,
0: right? So now Netflix is potentially on damage control as well. Um, time time will tell. Obviously, I think it's one of those things that uh, people are just keep their Netflix subscription because it's so convenient now. But we might find that uh, if they don't have the content, if they don't have the stuff drawing people to it, then they're they're going to lose their viewers. Kind of like uh, you, you've been watching The Witcher yeah so I watched like the first episode of that um, and but people love it like they're already working on season two um, I think they did a great job with that and that's that's the kind of stuff that we need you they need to have those kind of I, I want to say niche ideas but they're not right because uh, Dracula is a very popular thing The witcher it's based off the game but it's also it's like the the series is based off of the books, but you've played the games, right? A little bit.
1: Uh, yeah, I've played a little, I haven't played a lot now.
0: So, it, uh, what's his name? Uh, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill. He does a great job at kind of speaking with the tones and the mannerisms of, as, uh, Geralt in the, in the games. So you could really make that connection with that character just from that, because people have this character that they've that they've been playing in the games, and then that's usually something that is lost when it's translated to a TV show or a movie, right? Yeah. And that's usually what people hate is like, oh well, it's nothing like the games. It's so people are, were warning everyone like this: the story is based off of the books, but I think the character because uh, Henry Cavill or whatever has announced many times that he plays the games and he loves them so I think he's um, modeled his version of the character very closely to the video game version of the character and uh, I think I think it works well so I think Netflix needs to have these these things so they've with having the Witcher series on there they've now captured The audience of people that love and play the Witcher games right so a lot of these people probably already had a Netflix subscription but in the odd time that or the odd chance that someone didn't have a Netflix subscription but they're huge Witcher fans there's a chance that they probably subscribed to watch the series or whatnot so I'm I'm hoping that 2020 is the uh, the year of Amazing Netflix originals.
1: Net Netflix has always had a lot of good content, though. Like the the problem with theirs, uh, like Netflix's content, anyways, is speed and feed. Like sometimes they they depend on quantity over quality.
0: Well, and that's that's what I'm saying. Is, is if they kind of keep up with the the style of how uh, Dracula was, it's three episodes. So. Yeah, everything was released all at once, but it was three episodes and a ton of content, and the quality is is superb. Um, and it didn't drag on. And that was that was the good thing about it, is that because it was limited to the number of episodes, it didn't drag on. And the entire time, I was just like, edge of my seat, which hasn't happened in quite some time.
1: I thought that when I started watching Titan season one, I mean, big mouth is also a really big Netflix one where like you're excited for the content. Uh, The girlfriend and I watched, um, what's it called? That Dennis Quaid Christmas like TV show. I was pretty entertaining, but you could tell it was also very Netflixy. The other one I want to really watch right now, and I haven't gotten around to it yet is medical police, which is supposed to be like, Brooklyn Nine Nine, but on Netflix for Oh, really? for hospitals, it looks kind of funny. Um, the one thing I will tell you though, because you brought up uh, Star Wars, is it finally happened. We sat down to watch the first Star Wars the other night. I was Wait, I was sh- I was you've, shocked.
0: You've seen you've seen it though, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I but
0: have. Carissa hasn't. Correct. Okay.
1: I I was absolutely shocked. We were sitting there and uh, she was like, "Hey, do you want to watch Star Wars?" I was like are you serious right now anyways
0: see that's a normal question in in my relationship
1: hey do you want to watch star wars well i
0: guess (laughs) yeah me again okay
1: so getting excited we turn the light off we turn on the lamp we get everything set up and you hear the first like pound of the Lucasfilm logo and then you hear or you just see what's supposed to say in a galaxy far far away in French. It's like, what the fuck? So I like let it go to the scroll, and the scroll's all in French. I was like, what is going on right now? So we look it up. Apparently, Disney Plus believes Canada's native language is French. So, A New Hope, all the text is in French at the beginning of the movie. So, and, and you
0: can't change it?
1: No, you can't. Because it's, it's the scroll of the movie. Oh. It's not like the subtitles. So we went to, uh, we went. We turned it on YouTube so she could ex- enjoy the scroll. And then we started watching the movie. The only other thing that I think I've noticed, like, I haven't watched the first Star Wars in a, a while. I would probably say close to, like, 10, 15 years. I don't rewatch it like you do, which is fair, but, like, I've, I've still seen them. Right. But the edits they've made to Jabba the Hutt, like, even Crystal looked at me and she was just like, so, he looked a lot scarier in memes and stuff that I've seen. I was like, yeah. And, like, the, you know when um, they're just at the hangar and Jabba stops Han and they're, like, talking? It looks so awkward when he's, like, climbing over his tail. It just doesn't look right.
0: Yeah, so that was added in, I think it was 97, when they when they actually reshot a bunch of stuff. So, that was... Um, Done afterwards, and they had a problem that um, Harrison Ford walks behind Jabba the Hutt, and they're like, "Well, he has this giant tail, so uh, how how are we going to get him to do that?" So then they made it so that it's like he s- steps on his tail, and then Jabba goes, Woo! "Yeah, it was it's awful."
1: But but the the Jabba edit just looked bad. Oh yeah. Um, there was a I can't remember what the other animation we saw. Like you know when they're they are the Millennium Falcon and they're playing the game and they're yeah. like telling our two I'm like, I'm like Chris this is what the original creatures looked like. They all look like shit. <laughs> they didn't look smooth. They all looked like this. Yeah. Like you could tell with the lightsabers and stuff that they didn't edit like what the content of the like the original film looked like. They were just glowing broomsticks.
0: So, yeah, but, like the original lightsaber was actually um it was like a a stick that had, like, reflective tape or something on it, and it rotated. It just spun really quickly. So that's why certain parts of it, when they, the tip of the blade was, like, t- facing towards the camera, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it lost all of its its sheen to it. So it's interesting that they're playing that version of the, the movie. I guess it is... It is 4K on uh, Disney Plus, right? Yeah. So they have a 4K scan of it, even though it's the special edition.
1: Yeah. I mean, a 4K scan of a movie made in the 70s is just it being cleaned up. But they've definitely like superimposed some things, taken some things out and put some stuff in.
0: Yeah. So I have a, uh, I have a fan copy of... Um, Star Wars A New Hope and it's what's it's called Star Wars 4k 77 I believe Um, and it's a fan 4k transfer yeah project 4k 77 it is a fan transfer of the original Star Wars in its most original complete Theatrical version, uh, and it is taken from a ton of different sources. So let's see. They have uh, the 2006 bonus DVD of the um, of the Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. They had a copy of a Laserdisc master on there. So if you guys have the Star Wars original like DVD, like when they first released it on DVD. On the bonus disc, there's a original transfer of A New Hope on there. They have copies from TVs that were recorded, Betamax, Laserdisc, film reels that people have donated. Um, and they've put them through a film scanner and scanned them in 4K and then gone through and digitally edited them so that they fix any you know damage to the films the no, uh digital noise reduction like all the stuff so it's like the best un-disney-fied un special edition of a new hope and you and were mentioning
1: that the the greedo shot is removed from that that right
0: so this so in the original and everyone knows greedo shot first no han shot first um so in the special edition, and like George Lucas changed it so that Greedo shot first, and then they edited like Han Solo's head that like he kind of like moved his head over to the side a bit to dodge the laser blast, and then he shot Greedo. So this version, um, Han—it's the original. So Han shot first; he just kills Greedo. That's what it is. It's it's amazing.
1: But even that scene, <coughs> like. Everybody knows this, but even that scene looked odd in 4K. It just looked weird. Maybe Hollywood should stop remastering films, unless they're animated, just to well, like give them some integrity.
0: Well, it's not even that. I think if, if a film is done p- the proper justice in its transfer, you can do uh, a good 4K transfer. But I think with something like Star Wars um all of the if they had just like the original theatrical version then yes i think that would look better but because they have the 90 1997 special edition on there where they've added a whole bunch of stuff that they did in 3d that's why it looks weird right like they have all these like digital changes to this movie and Sure, it'll look fine on Blu-ray. It'll look fine on uh, in 720p or even standard def. But like when you go to a 4K scan, when you have that visual fidelity that should be there, but it, it you're taking content from two completely different eras and then merging them together and then putting them in a format where you could see the pores on you know Carrie Fisher's nose. Yeah, then, or like
1: even the speeders didn't look right.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it's because they are working with what they ha- well, we know that they have uh, the original films. Uh, George Lucas said that they were destroyed or whatever, but Disney said that they have them. So Who's I'm lying? hoping it's probably George Lucas because he knows that people disliked the changes that he made. So. It's one way. One way out of that is to say, "Yeah, I don't have them." But it it was announced recently that Disney is releasing a twenty seven disc four K pack of Star Wars the
1: complete, in the complete in the coming.
0: Saga. Yeah, it's going to be. So my guess is that, that I'm hoping that they have like original, non um, non special edition Star Wars because we know that it's going to be all nine episodes on 4K Blu-ray, then all nine episodes on regular Blu-ray, and then there's going to be like nine special edition discs. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, they have original film reels. We know that.
1: It's just whether or not they want to crack them out. Yeah. They're they're pretty smart. They're pretty patient. I don't know. I got, when I saw the, the speeder yesterday in 4K, Versus, like, when I've seen it on, like, a regular TV, even. Um, You know when they're driving into the city? Yeah. For the first time?
0: Oh, it looks awful.
1: It reminded me of, you remember when Family Guy changed their animation style once they finally could do, like, a little bit of 3D stuff? Yeah. And, like, the street would move instead of the car, but it would still look like the car was driving? That's what it reminded me of. I was like, this doesn't look natural on this TV. Go get the old LCD TV. We need it. Yeah.
0: That's why I want, like, in, in my future home, I want to have... I just want to get, like, a, the biggest tube TV that I can find.
1: You better like start f- looking now.
0: 40-inch, yeah, I know. And just, just for some of these, like, old movies, just to get that, I don't know, classic look to it.
1: So it's a smart idea. Yeah. Um, so I have a question for you. Is 1917... 1917- the best movie nobody is seeing right now. I shouldn't say nobody because it just won the box off weekend. Uh, the Hold box on, office it, this it weekend. It came
0: out. It came out on the tenth, didn't it? Yes, uh, but it came out beginning of January.
1: I, I should I should state that is it is considered a limited release in both Canada and the United States. So it's not available at every theater like your Avengers would be or your Star Wars would be. Is this I I the think best that's going to seeing right now.
0: I think, I think that is going to change in the next few weeks. I think you're you're going to see a lot more theaters picking it up, uh, only because it did win best drama in the Golden Globes.
1: Is that why you went and saw it today?
0: Uh, no, actually, I was interested in seeing it to begin with. Um, I was actually planning on seeing it beforehand. I didn't even know that they won the the award until it was mentioned to me today. Um, it is a phenomenal film. Uh, it is. It, do you like war movies?
1: I love war movies. Yeah.
0: So it's. Um, did you watch Dunkirk?
1: Uh, a long time ago,
0: but yes. Okay, so it kind of like reminded me of Dunkirk in a, st- in, a in a sense where it's uh, it just follows the actions of uh, like a few characters and you're you're with them the entire duration of the film um so you really kind of get a sense of connection to these characters and and concern for their safety um the actors did a great job it was um very powerful performances uh one interesting thing is that the entire film like now technically it wasn't but the entire film is in one continuous shot. So They did it like ma-
1: Rope or um,
0: You know Birdman? Yeah. Yeah. So like that movie where the entire like all the scenes were done in one shot. Um nineteen seventeen was done in one complete shot. Now if if you know anything about, you know, film and editing and stuff like that It's you the can straight lines. You can figure out uh, figure out where like a cut is done. Um, but they do it in such a way that it is so impressive. It's not like they go into a a dark room and then like the whole screen goes black. So then it's like, oh, well, it's obvious that that was some, some cut. No, it's without, without like spoiling anything, but it's like, usually they go behind a wall or, uh, like some, like there's debris or something like that. But no, it was, um, it was, it was a good movie. It was I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I don't want to spoil it for you. I, I think it's one of those things that you have to go see it in theaters to get kinda of like the full um, The impact? The full experience, yeah, that like it's so you remember um in Dunkirk how it was they they mixed the audio and it was super, super loud in theaters. Yep. And they did that because uh, they wanted it to have the actual um sense of being there um so while it was immersive it was also very almost annoying so there was none of that in this film but i don't think you they needed that because um the the story and the acting was so so good that you, you were just I don't know, like, drawn into it. Um, and the soundtrack really did help with it. It it was very well done in the sense that it gave certain scenes just enough um, kind of, like, st- stress. Not stress, but, like, it gave just enough, uh, as the French say, a little I do not know what. I don't know. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. It just made it so that you you know something's going on, but you don't know what, and something could happen at any moment. It like it really made you connect with the character. I don't know. It was it was great, and I think um, I think in con- conjunction with it winning the Golden Globe Award for Best Picture, um, with how well it's been doing at the box office already, I could see theaters. Uh, kind of opening it up and even putting it in some of their smaller screens. Uh, but I, I could see it being
1: well, showing at more I'm stuff. hopeful it does. Like, I, I typically only go to the movies across the street. I really can't justify driving 25 minutes to go see a movie if I don't have to. You know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm hoping this is like a Golden Globe Oscar movie that actually takes off. That people aren't sitting there being like... What is this movie? How come nobody's seen it? Like you know how Amazon gets almost every Oscar movie like three months later. Yeah. Why not? Like, I don't know. I'm just I'm very like from what I've seen, it looks amazing. From what you've told me, it sounds amazing. From what I've seen on the internet, it is amazing. I just I can't wait to see it.
0: I and I think it's it's one of those films for any war war buffs, even if you're not. super savvy with the world war one stuff you don't really need to um they don't make it difficult to understand what's going on what they're going through uh the situations that they're in everything is kind of ex everything's explained either visually or it's just nowadays common knowledge of the situations that they were in yeah during the world war one um yeah, it was. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's a powerful, powerful movie. I I almost enjoyed it more than Dunkirk.
1: Are you gonna say more sen- than Star Wars? I was gonna stop no. everything.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, I I almost enjoy it more than Dunkirk, just because I feel like there is a um, a better connection with the characters and less of a overall sense of dread.
1: See, that's that what I liked about the Lone Survivor because you knew it was well. A, it was based on a true story, but yeah. B, you kind of knew early on he was fucked.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. This is without spoiling anything. It's it's kind of like that Lone Survivor kind of vibe, but it's also got that kind of Dunkirk, you know, s- trying to get out of a sticky situation um yeah it's just uh and and i think the style that they did it in the continuous shot i think that really helped as well because you don't get this kind of jerky disconnect during conversations during action scenes during stuff like that the fact that everything is done in one continuous shot throughout the film um and the whole thing takes place within like 12 hours or something like that which is cool yeah um so doing it like that it's like you're just following these people around the story doesn't jump from you know multiple different time points it doesn't jump between characters it, it you're just literally along for the ride and they do a great job with it i think it uh, d- really deserves the the award that it got And I would highly recommend people see it.
1: I will. I will go see it because you recommended it. Nobody else.
0: Because my review is the most important review.
1: That's true. All right. So the time has come where, once again, uh, with our friends from the Extreme G Gaming Lounge or Gamerama downtown Toronto, we will review what is coming out, not only in January, but February and March. Um, it's going to be a little bit more of a, a wider scope uh, than some of our, our monthly reviews, and that's based on the fact that Q1 and gaming is pretty much the only thing that's announced. Obviously, as some of these games come out, we will discuss them in greater detail, but it's more or less, we we want to tell you what we're looking forward to, what we're not looking forward to, and what we can't wait to see in November for $20. Sound good? Sounds good.
0: <laughs> Sounds great.
1: So we've already missed a few games that have, uh, actually we've only missed one game that has come out all year and that's, uh, AO tennis two and monster hunter world. Iceborne. They were both for windows. Nothing too major.
0: Yeah. But iceborne came out a little while ago on console. So I don't think that counts.
1: Um, coming up next, it's a lot of really like this. This seems to be like the month of the indie games. Um, although the, the dragon ball Z, uh, I want to say it's Ka Karat. Kakarot, um, is coming out for both PS4 and Xbox. It seems to be gaining popularity. Um, it's pretty highly pre-ordered, so I, I'm excited to see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And Yakuza, uh, like a Dragon for PS4. You you still play those games, right?
0: Yes. So that's like Yakuza Seven, I believe. Um, and that that's going to be an interesting one to watch because. They've changed the style of the gameplay. It's more of a turn-based RPG. Whereas uh, all the previous Yakuza games, minus uh, that one zombie one, uh, was just a beat-em-up. It had RPG elements. Like, you, you leveled up and you you unlocked you know, different, different attacks and increased your stats and stuff like that. But uh, the new Yakuza game is literally a turn-based RPG, which... Um,
1: Fun for some, not for
0: all. Yeah, like I like my, I like the turn-based RPGs, but I'm I don't play the Yakuza games for that. I play it to beat people up, and solve crime drama.
1: I like beating people up and solving crime drama.
0: Yeah, so I, I probably will get it just because um, it's one of those things that that is one publisher or one developer that um, I su- I totally support their their games. Um, for the longest time it was very difficult to get the Yakuza games in North America so Yakuza 1 and 2 came out on the PS2, Yakuza 3 came out on the uh, the uh, PS3, uh, Yakuza 4 took some time to get them to come out on the PS3 we kinda of had to force them for that Yakuza 5 never came out in North America and then eventually when it did it was uh, digital only um, yeah, so they've been they've been doing a good job at localizing all of their games. Yakuza Zero did amazing. They redid uh one and two as Kiwami one and two in the new engine. Yakuza six, Judgment. Uh yeah, so like they've been really supporting their western releases, so the only way to keep that going is to buy their games. Right?
1: Yep. And you'll see a little later on in the list. Yakuza five is coming out for PS four on the eleventh of February. Yep. So there's I got that, that pre-ordered. Um, January's only other big ones that are coming out are Pillars of Eternity 2, Dead Fire for Xbox yeah. and PS4. Yeah, and skip it. There is another remake of Warcraft 3. It's called Reforged. I believe it's just an expansion.
0: So the thing with Pillars of Eternity, well, they released the first one uh, and it was completely broken on the Switch. Uh, and so there's a big concern that This one uh, is going to be – it was rushed because it was pretty much announced that it was coming out just right after Pillows of Eternity Complete Edition released on consoles. Um, And so people are like, oh, if these these games are broken, uh, are they still developing, like fixing these bugs, or are they just working on the next one? So uh, as much as those games are great, and if you like those – like crpgs um i would i would potentially hold off on that one unless you have to play it right away
1: okay i will (laughs) um what do we what do we got next um a dark the dark crystal age of resistance tactics here's a synopsis of this just because it seems kind of cool um is an american dark fantasy adventure web television series produced by netflix and jim henson so it's one of those shows where I think you get to kind of watch along, but it's for Switch, PS4, and Xbox. So I don't understand fully.
0: What? It's a, it's a show and a game at the same time?
1: Yeah. So it's being released now, but the episodes were actually re- released in 2019. Oh. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah. This, this seems kind of cool.
0: There, that's, there's that's. there been other games like that where they've had the the show and the game, but... There's one for, was it for PS3 and um, Xbox 360,
1: Defiance? Oh, God! I was just going to say, I bet you brings up Defiance.
0: Was it Defiance, where like the TV show, uh, they had episodes recorded based off of how things changed in the game? Yeah. It was a cool concept. I don't think it did very well.
1: The voice actors in this are insane, too. Taron Egerton, Nathan, uh, Nathalie Emmanuel. Um, Simon Pegg, Mark Howell, or, sorry, Mark Hamill, not Howell. Um, they've got Andy Sandberg, Helena Bonham Carter, and it's all narrated by Sigourney Weaver. Bill Hader's in it, involved as well. Benedict Wong. That's a pretty good cast. I'm going to keep an eye on this. Yeah. Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Produced by Netflix for uh, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox, Windows, and Mac. Interesting. Interesting. Um, as we just discussed, Yakuza 5. Um,
0: so that's coming out uh, as part of the. Uh, yeah. And that's February, right? Yeah. Um, that's part of the Yakuza collection.
1: Yakuza.
0: Which uh, is massive because it is the Re- Yakuza Remastered Collection. So that comes with, and you could buy Yakuza 3 and 4 already digitally, on the PS4. Um, But they've been releasing um, the physical copies of all of these games that comes out on the 11th. So that comes with Yakuza 3 and 4 and 5, which will be the first time ever that Yakuza 5 has had a physical um, release in North America. And the cool thing about that is that the PS4 version, the physical, if you buy the day one edition, you get a PS3 case. Oh, that's kind of uh, cool. With, uh, for Yakuza 5. And that was kind of their way of saying, uh, sorry, for are not releasing this physically. It's not going to look Northern cool America. on your shelf, but whatever. Well, it's for the, those collectors, right? Like, I have physical copies of uh, Yakuza 3 and 4. And I have a digital copy of Yakuza 5, and it's like, well, I, w- I kind of want the case to have the whole collection because I have all the ones on PS4 already, so it'll it'll look nice on my game shelf.
1: That's fair. Yeah. Um, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, just for the PS4 and Windows. Xbox isn't getting a lot of love this year uh, so far. Devil May Cry 3, the Special Edition, hitting Switch on the 20th.
0: That'll be a good game for uh, on the go.
1: Yep. Uh, Mega Man Zero The uh, ZX Legacy Collection For all platforms on the 25th As well as Two Point Hospital which is cool that it's coming out For consoles now Um, That game was the one Where it's it's the British Developer that it's kind of like a roller coaster Tycoon style situation For Mm -hmm. building a hospital but your hospital Has like a bunch of hijinks and stuff I would pick that one up for the Switch I'm really excited for it um, Now that I can play it on something I wouldn't get it for my Xbox, I don't think. But I think it'd be cool to like have my hospital just in my pocket. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. Um, Iron Man fans, don't go away mad. Iron Man VR coming is coming out for PS4 on the 28th. As well as One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows for PS4 and Xbox One. That's a good day. Yeah. Iron it's, Man. A good,
0: it's a good f- few months for uh, Nintendo Switch owners.
1: Yeah. Uh, especially cuz March is rolling around the corner. Oh yeah. Well, first we have Final Fantasy 7, uh, oh, the remake shit, for yeah. PS4. Then we got that Pokémon Mystery Dungeon that Nintendo thinks are going to get away with, those bastards. Um, we have Neo 2 coming up for the PS4 on the 13th. We have uh some classic games like Doom Eternal finally being re-released on March 20th. Or, sorry, not re-release. It's finally getting its release date. As well as that uh, that classic Doom 64 we all wanted for Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, f- funny enough, Doom... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Did you just die? Yeah, I just choked on myself. Um, <laughs> funny enough, Doom Eternal is the only one listed here that I've seen so far that has PS4, Xbox, and Stadia. Because Stadia's dying quickly. Yeah. But, um. We have Persona 5 coming out on the 31st as well for PS4, and Half-Life Alex is coming out for Windows. Now, I did miss one game, a huge title on March 20th. It's going to easily be Nintendo's breadwinner of the year.
0: Yeah, clear your calendars, folks, because no other game matters after this one.
1: Not only that, if you start playing on the 20th and forget to play again to the 4th, your person might move off your island. I hate that. And Tom. No,
0: it I think it takes longer than that. It takes it takes like a month or two.
1: Yeah, but Tom's also a dick, so you never know what's going to happen. We're talking about Animal Crossing New Horizons for the new Switch. I I have
0: an eShop card waiting for that game, and I've been saving my gold points for for months for, the discount. for that game. Yeah.
1: Animal Crossing to me is one that I have to have digitally.
0: Yeah um
1: sometimes you only want to play for like 10 minutes get your chores done and then leave
0: yeah go pick some like pick some weeds and stuff like that yeah so i actually have enough gold points that i can get the game for a total of zero dollars
1: then why do you need the the gift card
0: well because that's no like i mean like in conjunction with the gift card i got a 50 dollar gift card and then i have like 30 or some odd bucks and gold points so yeah that was my goal my goal was to not pay anything out of pocket for um for animal crossing new horizons there's a new trailer for that one uh that i saw and it's uh tom nook is doing a presentation for everyone and he's kind of doing a presentation on the island and everything that like people can do there he's pretty much doing like a timeshare
1: Oh, that's pretty funny.
0: Uh, Thing you're like, oh, that bastard. He would be. But, man, paying like 183,000 bells for a tent, that's robbery.
1: Yeah, well, Tom, Tom Nook, he's a, a genius businessman. He knows how to make sure that you never have any money or bells.
0: Yeah, he what he does is he gives you stuff for free, and then afterwards, like he offers to build you something, like a house, and then afterwards, he's all like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you're going to have to pay me for that.
1: Oh, you don't have enough money? You can work that off over seven in-game years. Yeah. So that's what Q1 looks like. Um, obviously, we have some releases coming up a little bit later. But they're all titles that you all know and love. Slash. I've never played. So we're excited to see what happens with those games when they come. But right now, I think our biggest ones... Coming up, I think David's gonna have a little bit better of a Q1 video game wise than me. I think I'm gonna save some money this quarter.
0: I've only got, um, actually, you know, the, the only two that I'm for sure getting are uh, the Yakuza collection and Animal Crossing.
1: Did uh, you we know also determine the other day just before we uh, head on down the dusty trail?
0: And what, what is that?
1: Battlefront 2, well, an entertaining game. I am terrible at. It is, oh, yeah. Oh, it's awful. Like, it's so well, hard well, to play.
0: It's it, You just got to get good. And that's the thing. It's it's one of those games that it takes a long time to get good.
1: Yeah, like, the other day I got up to, like, I got to use two, two full-size heroes in the same game, and I was really excited for that. But they were actually demons, because I used Darth Maul and I used General Grievous. I was very happy about both of my choices.
0: Yeah. Maul's pretty sweet.
1: Grievous, you'd think, would be better, but his lightsaber does not spin nearly as fast as it does in the movie. No. And he can't really defend the lightsaber, either. Like, he lost Anakin Skywalker pretty quick. I, I honestly don't know how. He lost
0: Anakin Skywalker, or you lost Anakin Skywalker? No,
1: he did. I was controlling him, so he lost.
0: Yeah, no, you lost.
1: No, He lost. <laughs> That's how it works
0: Alright
1: Either way, we are, we are very glad <laughs> that you guys continue to, uh, to join us On this journey We're excited for the, the games to come And uh, we probably won't be recording On March 20th Because we'll be too busy living on our desert island David and I are going to be friends We're going to live on the same island It's going to be ama- amazingly magical
0: Yeah, I'm taking that day off work And school
1: You, you might as well take the 21st off too
0: yeah, pretty much I am. I'm. I'm actually going to take the rest of the year off.
1: I mean, it makes sense. Your island depends on you.
0: Yeah. You and don't even save lose. it.
1: You just keep it plugged in the whole time.
0: So, I swear to God, if I get, I'm gonna. If Hank's not in the game, then I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that Nintendo is doing the same thing that, that they did with Pokemon.
1: Oh, you do know there will be DLC for this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fine.
0: There was for. Wait, was there for the first one? No, there wasn't. It was a free update. But, uh. Oh, 100% there's going to be. But whatever.
1: But what do you think could be?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Like, maybe like a vacation package or something.
1: Like, kind of like The Sims. Like, The Sims Desert Living and this and that. Yeah. Cool. Wow. We're very thankful that you guys listened. We're very thankful that you guys are here. And we will see you guys next week on the Scene on Screen podcast.
0: Hopefully Nintendo won't take more of our money by then.
1: They probably already (laughs) did.